You're listening to Speaking of Stories, and my name is Camilla Luckberg. And I'm Peter Robinson. Speaking of Stories, conversations between authors. In this episode, Camilla Luckberg, for some also known as Europe's Queen of Crime, whose novels are sold in over 50 countries. Since media already is interested in my personal life, to be honest, they write a lot of crap about Mm -hmm. me sometimes. If I have my own channels where I can talk directly to the followers on Twitter and Instagram, etc., then I can keep some of the power because I can set the story straight. Talks to Peter Robinson. Born in Britain, this Canadian writer is best known for his crime novels featuring Inspector Alan Banks. And Joyce was at the reading and she came up to me afterwards and said, why aren't you in creative writing? I said, you rejected me. And she said, well, I didn't see the stuff you read tonight. And she says, come and see me tomorrow. How good did that feel? Pretty damn good. (laughs) Chapter one. What happens at Crime Time Festival stays at Crime Time Festival. So we are currently sitting in a studio in Visby, Gotland, and we're both here thanks to the Crime Time Festival. What do you know about the Crime Time Festival, Peter? Well, I know that this is the second time that it's been on, and the first time I've been invited. And uh, so far, it's a terrific festival. Yeah, I was invited last year, but I couldn't come, so this is my first year here as well. But I heard last year it was amazing, and I do also like the idea that I've traveled around the world, like Håkan Nesser said yesterday, talking about Nordic crime, but we haven't had a Nordic crime festival. So I think this was about time. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a great place to have it, too. Yeah. Visby is beautiful, even though the weather this year is horrible. Did you hear any gossip from last night? I think I missed out on the whole gossip section. Of... I was having too much fun. You know, just... <laughs> so you're part of the gossip. That's what you're <laughs> probably, saying. Probably, probably. I'm yeah. going to hear about you. you. You may hear in a few days. Yeah. yeah. Was Sheila dancing on the tables? <laughs> uh, you've got it again. <laughs> Sheila's Peter's wife. <laughs> no, it's usually a lot of fun on these uh, occasions when you get together with colleagues and you get together with uh, book-loving people. And I think it's amazing because you share the same interest. Mm-hmm. I think I may have missed out on the gossip because I don't understand Swedish. Oh, that's yeah. why. That's why. Yeah. And, and, of course, you've heard of the rumors of Swedish people, so you didn't expect anything less than total chaos, I guess. Oh, I wouldn't say that. No, no, no. <laughs> expected superb organization. <laughs> well, what are you doing here at the Crime Time Festival? A lot of things, you know, a lot of different uh, events. Uh, you know, we were talking this morning. I, I had a panel yesterday afternoon with Hoka Nessa and Anna Dahl. I've got a one-on-one a book launch, mm. the new books, uh, when the music's over, is coming out during the festival. So my publishers are going to have a launch. Um, it's, it's a very, very busy time. Mm. You know. And you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing quite a few seminars as well uh, with you. And I'm, I've just done a horror seminar together with a friend of mine who's a horror nerd. Oh, you're a horror Just fan. as I am. I'm, I'm a huge horror I fan. I love horror too. Yeah, I think yeah. it's amazing, both in movies and books. You know, the whole started reading Stephen King when mm-hmm. I was 10 and I was hooked after that. So, and I think it's got a lot of connections with the whole crime genre as well, the way of building suspense and uh, drawing the reader into the environment. So I do think it shares a lot of common denominators. I sometimes think if I didn't write crime fiction, I probably would write horror. And I've done a couple of short stories that have sort of ventured a little bit in that direction. Have you published them? Yeah, a hint of supernatural there and a little bit of horror. 
I, yeah, I know I you it. write poems. Do you still write poems, no, or have you given that up? No, just the occasional line or two, you know, just the occasional image, but uh, but just novels and short stories. I know you've been to Sweden before because that's when we met last time. How many times have you visited? This would be my third time. Yeah, last time I was in Stockholm and we went, we went for dinner. Mm. Um, the first time was was the Gothenburg Book Fair, which I sort of remember. You know, so like <laughs> those book fairs, you know what they're like. I know, you, and they you, all kind of you seem alike. You always seem to have a drink in your hand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like a big party for authors. Yeah, so that that was quite a few years ago. Desmond Tutu was there, and oh, Sebastian yeah, Falks. That's right. That's um, right. And you. Yeah, I was that's, there as That's well, actually yeah. where we met the first time. I think it yeah. was, yeah. yeah. And I thank you for the blurb and, and told you I was a fan and tried to appear not as starstruck as I was, but I tried to appear cool oh, at you least. Did a good I don't job. know if I succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been happening since we met last time? Another book? Um, I think it's since last time. I think it's two books, uh, one new man in my life and uh, another baby. So I think I've got a lot of things that's been going on since last time we talked. Yeah, that's, that's rather a lot of things. <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've been yeah. keeping busy. Yeah. And um, I'm writing on my new book now. So that's what keeps me occupied at, at the moment. So I assume you have a deadline then. Yeah. I have a deadline. I hate those deadlines. Here I'm whizzing by. Oh yeah. my goodness. The months pass so fast. Mm-hmm. But December 1st, I have my definite deadline. I think yeah, sometimes it does help. I mean, some of the Johnson like them, said Do you like them or do you hate them or how well, do you work with them? Sometimes I need them. You know, it's, it's just like it concentrates the mind and, you know, you, you actually have a goal, you have a date. Otherwise, you can waste your time very easily, just oh. just frittering away doing nothing. But well, do you ever miss them? Do you ever yeah. pass them? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do sometimes. Yeah, yeah. but how yeah. much? Like, oh, not very much. Or a month, yeah. Two or three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so tell us about your interest in music and and writing for music. Well, I kind of you know fell into that uh, side side project a couple of years ago, and it's not that far fetched as many people think actually, because I have been dabbling with music my whole upbringing, my whole childhood. I played the piano, I played the violin, I sang in a choir, so um, it comes really natural for me to get into music and write lyrics. I love writing, and I think it's so challenging to be able to try out my writing skills in various ways, not just the crime novels or uh, novels. Mm -hmm. Writing for music is very challenging in other ways than with the crime novels, and I do really much enjoy it. I I was actually participating in the Eurovision Song Contest with a song this year. Uh, Unfortunately, we were the first uh, song in Swedish history to be disqualified, so that's one for the history books, I guess disqualified is that something to do with the lyrics no it actually i was uh, totally innocent in the whole disqualification thing which i'm very happy for it had been published uh, the the guys who'd written the music had sent the song to moldavia to the eurovision song contest it didn't get accepted but moldavia published it anyway online uh-huh. and if it's been published in any way it's automatically disqualified so you're gonna try again yes yeah I'm going to go for Maybe it again. Maybe a winner. Maybe it's so winner. much fun. It's so much fun with the whole Eurovision thing. I think it's uh, great to be part of. Since Banks is very interested in music, I get a feeling that you are also very much into music. I am, yeah. I, I don't really have any musical talent. I mean, I learned to play about three chords on guitar when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. which, which is what everybody learned at the time. The, the Beatles were big and everything. But I've always been a very, very keen listener to music and, and my tastes have 
broadened over the years. So, you know, I enjoy jazz, classical, and the old rock and roll and pop music and some of the new stuff. Somebody mentioned I had Lana Del Rey in the new book, and, uh, you know, I've been listening to her the past couple of years. And, you know, lots of interesting stuff around. So, yeah, and, and I like to put it in the books, and that's one thing Banks and I have in common is the taste in music. So I will put in things that I'm listening to and enjoying at the time that I'm writing. And it, it's a fun part of doing the writing. Do you listen to music while you're writing? I listen to music, but not music with words, just instrumental. You know, like I listen to solo piano, I listen to jazz, I listen to chamber music, but, but anything with words on really annoys me. And yeah. sometimes, I mean, I... You know, I put music on, and the next thing I know is it's silent, and I haven't heard anything. That means it's a good day <laughs> for writing. Yeah. Do you have a Spotify list? Uh, Or how do you listen to what, music? No, I I don't. I, I usually just, you know, I have um, iTunes on, on the computer and, and put things mm. on there, put most of the CDs on there. So I just play it from there. Um, interestingly enough, somebody has done uh, playlists for my books, and, and uh, they've done Ooh. Spotify playlists. That's cool. Uh, so, so, you know, they're on the website. Now and, I'm getting uh, jealous. I don't have any Spotify lists for my characters. Swedish, I'm getting Swedish, really jealous now. It's a Swedish fellow, too, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? yeah, yeah. I've actually written lyrics for jazz, a whole jazz album, so wow. I'll have to yeah. give you the link to, to that. It's on Spotify, so yes, see, absolutely. If you, see yeah. if you fancy Yeah, I'd love to listen But to that. But how about you? Any other projects? Uh, are you traveling a lot? Are you working on uh, anything else besides the crime novels? What are you up to? I'm doing a lot of traveling. Mostly I'm working on the next Banks novel. What, what I'd really like to find a bit of time to do is to, is to work on a screenplay. Uh, I have one book I published a few years ago called Before the Poison, which isn't in the Banks series, and therefore isn't sort of tied up in any options or anything. And I'd really like to have a go at sort of adapting it for a screenplay before someone else gets it and ruins it. But it's finding the time. Yeah. And, you know, learning the techniques. It's not quite the same as writing a novel. Is that something you've ever done? I, I want to try it, but I haven't have yet to try it. But it's definitely something that's on my bucket list that I yeah. want to include in my, in my uh, curriculum vitae as a writer. I think it's very challenging. I think, yeah. I mean, even for a novelist, people say, oh, you're a writer, you should be able to do it. But, you know, you can look at a, a lawyer and say, oh, well, you're, you're a you know a contracts lawyer. Um, would you defend me in my murder trial? Totally different kind of law. And, and I think screenplays are totally different kind of writing. You have to sort of look at things very, very differently. It's, it's like with my, I'm doing children's books as well about the uh-huh. Super Charlie books. And the big challenge for me with with the children's book was really editing myself. Uh, because when I write my crime novels, I use a lot of words when I write. Mm-hmm. And I am so happy when my books are thick and have a lot of pages. I think that's amazing. I, I kind of feel like, oh, I'm giving people value for money. They get a lot of pages and a lot of words. Uh, but when I wrote my children's books, that was uh, a critique I got from parents. There are too many words in the yeah. book. It's too long. It takes too long to read in the evening. And it was a huge challenge to be able to edit yourself. And I think it's the same with writing manuscripts for TV, for movies, being able to edit. Don't put in the weather. Don't put in the environment. Don't put in too much mm-hmm. uh, of the character. And uh, I think it's hard. Yeah, they say less is better. Even I mean, I was once talking to John Harvey, who's a crime novelist and he's he's written scripts for radio and TV, and and he said, you know, if 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 you're doing something for screen, 
try not to have any dialogue for as long as you can. Mm. You know, people think it's dialogue based, but it isn't really at all. It's image based. Um, and you so. can't put in anything about the places. No or descriptions, and that's it's hard. hard. It's hard for novelists to do. So do you have anything else uh, also that you dream about writing? I've written some now? song lyrics. Uh, just oddly enough, b- books of, of mine that have had songs in them, I've sort of written the words, and, and a friend of mine has, has sort of recorded them. It'd be, you know, I'd be interested to try a libretto for an opera mm-hmm. one day. You know, to work closely with the composer and uh, pick a great story to adapt and, and 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 work on that. But I mean, that would be so time-consuming. How do you time the, find the time for writing? Because I think that's one of the bigger difficulties for me in my life. You have even more difficulty than I do with having children to mm. take care of. But I mean, I just find with a lot of the promotion, the mm. traveling around, the doing events, um, there's always something to take your mind away from the writing, mm. uh, even without family, you know, to take care of. So you have to, I what I do is I try and find a few weeks if I can mm. if I can get two or three weeks without a booking of any kind then I just get going and get the momentum there usually though it's just stop start stop start which mm. is very slow has the creativity traveled on uh, is it a son or a daughter that you have it's son a son no. is he into a cre- creative line of work as well or no he's really into sports yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah my granddaughter might be into creative stuff I heard she was too, going yeah. to university and yeah. studying uh, medical she wants yeah. she, she, at the moment she wants to be a doctor and yeah. she's starting university very soon yeah uh, you know that may change but but she's going into the sciences but yeah. but she's you know she's very creative so I can see her doing other things too would you want yeah. her to go into do you want someone to kind of carry on the creative part of no, I'm getting older. I want a doctor. You know, I want my granddaughter to be a doctor. It's pretty handy, isn't it? <laughs> it really would be. Chapter 2. Positive sides with being famous and the negative ones. Let's sort this out. Do you live in Canada or do you live in the UK? Because I really can't figure this out. Yeah, that's what they always ask at immigration when we come <laughs> over. Um, no, we, we, Sheila and I are, are both residents of Canada. Uh, I have dual citizenship, so I've got a Canadian passport and a UK passport. But but we our, our place of residence where we pay our taxes, where we live most of the year, is Canada. But we do have a home now in Yorkshire that we've had for about 10 years. And we spend a few months there every year, usually two trips, you know, maybe a couple of months each time, uh, which is much longer than we used to spend there. But how come you ended up in Canada? I I went to university there after I'd done my my BA in England. I I was in my mid-twenties and went to do a master's degree, and it was a master's in English and creative writing. So um, after I'd done that, I wanted to come back to England and go into teaching, but there were no jobs around, so I went back to Canada, got in the PhD program, got a part-time teaching job, and things just carried on there but you know I'd, I'd always had a strong attachment to Yorkshire I never like some expatriates I, I, I never decided that's it I never want to go back there again I'm done with England I'm finished I, I was always attached and I was always coming back it just that's the way life happened so did you meet your wife in Canada or in yeah, England in yeah she's Can- Canadian yeah yeah. Is it? I've never been to Canada. Is it similar to England or is it more American or because I, I mean I've seen Fargo mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've read Giles, yeah. uh, what's his, Giles Blunt. Yeah, yeah Giles yeah. Blunt, and I love his books, so that's... 
Yeah, he's he's great, and he, he sets his books, you know, up in the slightly frozen oh, they're north. They're amazing. They're um, amazing. There, there are a lot of misconceptions about Canada. I mean, it, it's a bit of a mix. It's, it it has a lot of similarities to America because it's it's got a long border and mm. places it's quite close. When I lived in Windsor. Um, Detroit was just across the border and it was over the river, but it was actually north of Canada because of some strange bend. So it was odd to look north to the USA. But um, it's also very English too, you know, because the, the English were among the original settlers. And so the language, it's not quite American, it's not quite English, the spellings and, th- and some of the words they use. There's also out in Nova Scotia a strong Scottish influence there. And then the West Coast is, is, is like, more um, towards Asia, it's more as all the West Pacific Rim is. So it's a very, you know, a very mixed country. A lot of people seem to think it's just always covered in snow, um, but it isn't. The summers are hot and humid, and the winters in Toronto are generally fairly mild. In Sweden, we kind of claim Canada because of the hockey players. Yeah. Oh, so we yeah. kind of consider Canada a little bit Swedish because we've had so many great hockey players there. Well, yeah, I mean, so it's always been. been <laughs> When there's been a Canada-Sweden match, you know, we've we always uh, had to watch it. It was huge, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. huge. Everyone in Sweden watched it. And of course, I mean, my wife Sheila grew up with that. I mean, yeah. her son is, you know, totally into hockey. In fact, our granddaughter is, is just loves playing hockey. Mm-hmm. She's a very good hockey player. So it's part of their family life, yeah. And has your wife fallen in love with England when you've been there? Or has she become, does she feel at home there as well? Or Yeah, she loves Yorkshire. I mean, and that's that's excellent. I mean, that's why we can do it and split our time that way. You know, because she's very happy there. We've made friends there. She loves the landscape. She loves the Yorkshire Dales. Maybe not the weather that much, but, you know, <laughs> we, we we get through it somehow. Yeah. But, yeah. Living in Sweden, I can't say much about that. So <laughs> No, no. I mean, you know, it's it, uh, probably people talk and worry about the weather too much. It yeah. doesn't matter that much, really. Peter, tell me something about yourself that listeners don't know. Well, Shock me. many, many things Shock that me. listeners don't know. <laughs> you know, I, I used to be an Elvis Presley fan. I, I liked all those dreadful 60s movies. Went to see most of them. Well, you don't have but, an Elvis Presley costume in the wardrobe that you get out for special occasions? No, but I do have a collection of old Elvis memorabilia. Yeah. And I, and I was never an Elvis impersonator. Oh, goodness. Have no, you been no. to uh, Graceland? I have. You have? <laughs> Did you get a coffee mug or stuff like that there? No, no, I just gazed lovingly through the <laughs> gates. Yeah, But yeah, I mean, that, that that's sort of how I started out being interested in music. I remember I was about 10 hearing, I think it was Wooden Heart. And um, I liked the sound. I just, he has a wonderful voice. But that was a time of all those dreadful movies. You know, you look back and I even have some of them on DVD and I look at them now and think, God, did I really look forward to the next one coming out? But that's 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 um, something I probably should never have told anybody. <laughs> I love Elvis Presley though too. Ah, yeah, it's a I classic. Mean, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Since I've met your wife Sheila, and she's lovely. I'm always interested in how people meet. How did you meet? We met in a pub. In a pub. Yeah. In Canada. A, a, yeah, in, yeah, in Canada. My, my local pub there. I I'd, I'd done a writing event at the. Uh, the nearby high school I'd been talking about creative writing and went back with the English teacher and and my wife's son was was at university then he was an ex-pupil of the school and he was there and she came and joined us and that's yeah that's how we met was it love at first sight or it was difficult at first sight because she kept talking about her husband oh goodness that worked um, out well I guess yeah yeah yeah. but but, (laughs) I mean 
she didn't mention the fact you that he was gone. You, know? you didn't take the hint. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I didn't take the hint. No, um, no it, it took a while. Yeah. It, it's where being a writer came in useful because her, her sister's birthday was coming up and, you know, she wanted a copy of one of my books for her sister. And I said, oh, okay. Well, if, you know, I can meet you here next week and I can bring you one and oh. sign it for your sister. Have you checked if she actually wanted a book for her sister or if she that did. was just... No, she asked uh, me about it, uh, she And, she, you know, she asked if I'd sign it and I said, yeah. And so we went for a drink and and she said, Do you got, would you sign the book? And I said, yeah, I've got to think about something to put, you know. I mean, this takes a while. Let's just have another drink. And so we had another <laughs> drink and we sat and, You know, after two or three drinks, she said, well, you know, do you want to sign the book? So I said, happy birthday, Pat. Well, that took a long time to think. That's really original. So I think by then she kind of knew that it was a little bit more than signing a book. How long ago was that? Oh, that was 23 years, 24 years. Oh, that's a good good Yeah, it's been a long time. In what way has being famous changed you or affected you? I I don't know that it has that much. I mean, obviously it's affected me in in, in that um, I can't go anywhere without getting mobbed anymore. I mean, it's just terrible. Can't even go down the street in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> no, people recognize no, you. No, nobody recognizes right. me, and and that's the great thing for most writers. Yeah. I mean, I I know things are very different for you because you are also a TV presence, and you've you've done various things that the public recognize you. But most writers know. I mean, it's it's a great thing. You can be famous but anonymous. Hmm. Um, Occasionally it happens, and you know it's out, all right. If someone comes up to you, Peter Robinson, and nice to meet you. Do you like and that, or do you? Find I don't. It, I yeah. don't mind because it happens so rarely. Yeah. And you know, as long as they're pleasant, and you know they don't want to start a fight, that, that that's okay. <laughs> um, in in that respect, it, it hasn't changed very much. And the I don't pop- really think about it. I mean, when I'm mm. writing, you know, you, well, you would know this. I mean, you, you don't sit there and think. Oh, I'm famous yeah. now. I'm a bestseller. I don't have to bother as much. Yeah. I mean, you have to actually have to try harder. Yeah. What would you say are the positive and negatives of have a well-known name as writer compared to? Uh, since I know that it took about ten books for you to become a well-known writer, mm-hmm. what's the difference? What would you say is the positive and the negatives? Well, the positive is is that that more people have read your books and that you get invited to events like Visby, mm-hmm. um, which. You know, normally, if, if if you were not so well known, w- wouldn't happen. Um, probably the downside is being asked to do too many events, so you don't get as much time for writing. Yeah, it's hard to but say no, it's isn't hard. it? And a lot of these You've got to things try and get are very. Balance. Yeah. They're a lot, lot of fun, and you get to go to exciting places. So it's hard to turn them down as well. And 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 the place, you know, the location is very important now. Yeah. I think you know, you, you kind of look and say, do you want to go here? You want to go there? And, I'll go to places I've never been to before, and certainly and 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 anywhere in Sweden. I would probably go if there were a festival. Mm. I recently went to one in Poland where I'd never visited. Mm. Yeah, which was great. Bratislava, wasn't it? I'd it been was there as indeed, well. Indeed, yes. Yeah. With all the little gnomes spread around the, the town. Gnomes. Yeah, it was <laughs> a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You you get a lot more of that, and and also, I mean, I I enjoy meeting and hanging out with other writers mm. too. So, you know, you you get taken a little bit more seriously mm. by people you've admired for a long time. Mm. Um, become friends, uh, even though we don't always see each other very, very often. I heard you're friends with Michael Connolly. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've known Michael since his first book. That's big for me. I'm a huge fan. I've met him once in New York, Mm -hmm. and I was totally starstruck. He seemed very shy, though. He's a really nice guy. I mean, he came to Toronto with his first book, and uh, some friends in L.A. said, well, he's shy. You know, go up and say hello, welcome him. So we did, and we just 
became friends, been friends ever since. Yeah. Yeah. I was introduced by we have a mutual friend, Otto Pensler, who has a mysterious bookshop in ah, New York. Otto. Yeah, Otto always says that if he was 40 years younger, he would marry me, so... I'm surprised you would think he needs to be 40 <laughs> years younger. He doesn't really, he just wants me to say, yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to argue against him. He's a charmer. I know, he's a, he's fantastic. We both had some of our work recreate into TV series. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Was it a good idea? Do you regret it? Are you proud of it? Um, I don't really have a lot to do with it. No, I, I, I wouldn't say I regret it. Um, I, I enjoy the TV series, and I actually think it's a good crime drama. Uh, they have a limited amount of time, you know, to take a novel and adapt it. And now they're doing their own stories, which lets me off the hook in a way. It's, it, it's easier. You know, I, I, I've been on set a few times. I really like the cast and the crew and the people involved in it. And, you know, they, they've written some good stories of their own as well as done some very fine adaptations in the earlier series. The last series that they did based on the books alienated me a little bit because they really, I think, just completely lost the point of, of a couple of them. And, you know, they, they, there was one piece of my heart that, that was... I wrote about the 60s. It was set in 19, partly in 1969, and they changed it to 80s music, mm. you know. I mean, banks that's and 80s different. music. Yeah, that's very different. Um, so I, I, I just groaned at that one. But, but you know, and I, I know why they had to do it. Obviously, the age of people be interested and, and in that thing would, would vary a lot. But other than that, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy with it. I hope it keeps on going. Um, it's certainly, I don't think, done any harm. But it's a different audience. I mean, you find that the people who buy my books are not necessarily the people who watch TV. And they're the ones who like it the least yeah. because, oh, he doesn't look like Banks, you know, and it's not like I visualize the book. But they do film it in Yorkshire, mm. and uh, Stephen Tompkinson's a very good actor who plays Banks. Yeah, What about you? Yeah, I get, I get into discussions with uh, viewers uh, on my adaptations as well. And, and you really have to explain to people that it's not the same thing. The book and the TV series or the, the movie, it, it's not the same thing. If you would turn a whole book into a movie and you wouldn't edit anything out, I mean, the movie would be 10 hours long. It wouldn't work. You mm -hmm. have to make it into something else. But I've, I've had uh, adaptations done in two different um, series. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one, I thought it was a bit more dark and gloomy than I would have liked. And the other one, on the other hand, was a little bit too much on the light side, uh, I think. But, but it's hard. I mean, you don't only have so much say in it. And once you're presented with a finished result, I always also think it's hard to be negative because it's finished. What are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, you have to support and stand by the production. So um, I do think there are there's room for improvement. That's I, I, my I, diplomatic I, way of <laughs> commenting on it. Well, I just find the best way of looking at it is it's like parallel universes. I don't know if you ever saw that TV series Fringe, in which, which there, there were two universes. I know which one it is, universes. but I haven't seen it yet. And... Um, The same people existed in both, but they looked slightly different. They lived different lives, you know. And and, um, and I see TV banks and books banks like yeah, it's that. Two different, two, two different, two different streams. Yeah. You know? 
And, and it's fine that they, they coexist. Yeah. How important is social media for you? I didn't know if, I, if, if you <laughs> were on Instagram be. when I took a picture of you before. So Yeah, I know. That's the first time I'd heard of Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, last time we met in, in Stockholm. Oh, that's right. Over yeah. the dinner there, yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, I, I should know more about it and I should do more about it than, than, than I do. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of BBC podcasts and things and, and, and I have a website. Uh, but in terms of... of putting myself around on Facebook and on Twitter and Instagram. I, I just don't do it. And, you know, there are a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I my publishers have put up a Facebook page for me, which is great. And I'm always nice on that, you know. And if people say anything, I say, oh, Peter's very happy with this. Then they'll say, Peter thanks you for this, which is, <laughs> which is great, you know. But I, I think God, if I were on Twitter and, and I'd had one too many drinks and something annoyed me. I'd That's go on there and say, yeah. do something and I'd be in real trouble. And that would just be too much of a mess in my life that, that I don't need. Mm. Um, obviously, the the way out of it is not to do it, is, is not to post anything like that. But, you know, sometimes you just can't help yourself. So I stay away from it. I, I get that. I'm one of those people who really should have an alcohol lock on my phone <laughs> when I drink because <laughs> I will... I feel the need to straighten things out with people. Yeah, they so call I it start the dialing. texting. Yeah. I start the texting, and I've probably done some Twitter remarks and Instagram posts that shouldn't have been there, but uh, not too bad actually. So no, well, you're a real pro at it. I mean, you know, yeah, you I like do all it. These I enjoy things. it. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's been I, part of my brand ever since the beginning. So for yeah. me, it's been natural part of building my career as a writer. I'm also probably a bit more private and, and shy about putting my life out there on, you know, for anybody to see. I mean, I know that there are ways you can limit who sees what. And um, my, my wife's on there and she has friends. She doesn't post much, but she gets to know, you know, what's going on in the family and distant friends and things like that. And, and she enjoys that. But um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Also, it's a time factor. I don't don't want to take more time out of the writing by spending it online doing self-promotion. Yeah, I think for me it's a little bit about control and keeping a little bit of media power, I think, because since since media already is interested in my personal life and they, to be honest, they write a lot of crap about mm-hmm. me sometimes. If I have my own channels where I can talk directly to followers on Twitter and Instagram, etc., then I can keep some of the power because I can set the story straight. I can go out and say that, okay, they wrote this today in the papers. It's not true. This is the actual thing that happened. And uh, it gives me a bit of control, mm-hmm. actually. Yes, yeah, so it, it helps you security. to redress the balance yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, as a None of them are very interested in my life, so you know it's not very interesting. I, I don't need to do that. But yeah, I, I could see yeah. see it would be useful for you to have that control. I understand that one of the disadvantages of, of social media is is what they call trolls and and mm-hmm. having people, you know, even sort of cyber stalkers and things. Do you do you, do you have anything like that? I would say that I have the most of the people commenting are really nice and positive and give back a lot of positive feedback. Uh, but I do also have a lot of people that are negative. Uh, they feel the need to tell you that you're ugly, that you're fat, that you write bad books, that you're a bad mother, etc., etc., etc. And it's it's fascinating to me that you would actually feel the need to read, write that to someone you never met, uh, that you don't know at all, and you feel the need to tell them something negative. 
but it's become a trend which is very unfortunate. But uh, that's why you can hit the block button on Instagram. That's what it's for. Do the same people keep coming back as well? Or, yeah, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people that you recognize the names that they keep writing to. But the weird thing for me is that it's mostly women. Uh, there are women out there that truly hate me. And I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I think that women, instead of putting each other down, should be inspired by each other. And only because I'm successful doesn't mean that you can't be successful. I didn't steal your success. I didn't steal your mm -hmm. place in the world. But women tend to to react that way. And that, I feel, is utterly sad. Or does it have a really get you down sometimes and make you want to pack in all, all the social media or get off it? 99 mm -hmm. of, out of 100 times uh, it doesn't. And attacks on me I can handle. I don't mind. I, 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 can, I can take that. But when they attack someone in my family or my fiancé or something, that really upsets me because yeah. I feel I've kind of dragged them into the line of fire. I got a message once through came through my website and somebody mistook me for the first minister of Ireland who's also <laughs> called Peter Robinson. Now, what his first clue was is the website's called inspectorbanks.com. Why would you send a message there to the first minister of Ireland? I don't know. But he was in some trouble and, and his wife was in some trouble. Yeah. And, you know, it was just a terrible email. It, it sort of started off, your, your wife is a homophobic slut and needs slapping around. I mean, who wants to get an email like that? You know, so You're like, Sheila, we need to talk about something here. Yeah, yeah, you never told me. <laughs> but, you know, she, she she's absolutely not. And, and you know, you can't respond to something like that, really. It's, it's, it's no just use. It's no absolute use. vitriol. And it was meant for someone else. I mean, yeah. it was a mistake. But after that, I, I, I got a friend of mine who, who controls the website, you know, to basically filter out messages emails yeah. that, that, that came through there so he only sends the nice ones now oh that's good which yeah. i don't get very many <laughs> do you get a lot of fan mails um yes it's, yeah. yeah i mean often it's questions that will come through but people mm. will start saying i really love your books you know I, i've got a question on page 232 yeah. you said this and then on pet you know but um, do you remember because when people ask me about books that are in, in the past i don't remember no, no. I mean, it's. I don't it's have a clue. I'm like, what, what character are they talking about? I mean, I forget them. Unless it's a, you know, one of the main characters. Yeah, of course, I had one today about Annie eating a lasagna when she was supposed to be a vegetarian. Well, I've forgotten that she's a vegetarian yeah. so often that I've actually put it in the books, saying that she's <laughs> trying to be, but she doesn't always succeed. But you know, not everyone's read that bit. So yeah, I mean, it's and that that's not serious at all. I mean, that's that's not a problem. Chapter three. So, what's next? Peter, here's a fun fact. You once had Joyce Carol Oates as your tutor, correct? Yes. Um, but That's it, some big shoes to follow when you have her as a tutor. It was a long time ago. It was 1974 and she, she was... Yeah, I was born, actually. <laughs> there you are. She was teaching <laughs> at the University of Windsor and um, I applied for the creative writing course and I was rejected. Uh, but they said you can go and do the masters in English, so I did. And after I'd been there about a month, I did a poetry reading on campus, and Joyce was at the reading, and she came up to me afterwards and said, "Why aren't you in creative writing?" I said, "You rejected me," and she said, "Well, I didn't see the stuff you read tonight." I said, "Well, I've just written that since I've been here," and she says, "Come and see me tomorrow." You know, How good did late. that feel? 
pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it, she, she was a great teacher, but, but she wasn't a teacher that, that, that would interfere and tell you, you know, don't, don't know this. Don't. She, she would make you feel valued as a writer and, and help g- give you confidence in the sense that you could actually go out of the class and feel I'm doing something worthwhile. It's worth doing. I'm a writer. I, mm. I can be a writer. And, you know, one of the most valuable things I found she did, she had a pile of books on a table just by the door. And as you would go out, she would go up to it and she would go through the pile and pick something out and said, you might find this helpful. You might find this useful. And it would be a book of poetry or, or a book about poetry or something. And generally, you know, you'd go and read it and, and, and you'd find something that would help you work on some of the problems you were having with your writing. I mean, it, it fitted in there somewhere. So she's a very intuitive teacher in that sense. And we all wondered when she slept. I mean, she just published so many books. She taught literature courses. She taught creative writing courses. Just an absolute power powerhouse hmm. workhorse. How much yeah. part do you contribute her to being where you are today in your writing? Well, not in the sense of, of um, I, I never actually did a creative writing course in terms of crime writing, as, as I think mm. you did, but just in terms of, of giving me the confidence to be a writer and, and to feel that it was a valid thing to be, I think she did a lot because mm. the background I came from, you know, none of my family had, had been writers or even been to university. So it just wasn't in, you know, the, the, the whole family background and nobody I knew was a writer. I, I knew none. I was just interested don't know why, but always loved reading and writing. So were you, was your family proud of you, or were you like the Billy Elliot of the family when you started <laughs> writing? <laughs> no, they, 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 were, they were very proud of yeah. me, yeah. And, and, and you know, my mum, my unfortunately, died before the first book was published, but, but, but my father read, read all my books. Hmm. You know? Yeah, he was a great crime fan, and he's one of the people I, I, I would credit with getting me interested in crime. It was his Maygray books I read. Has but, he read my yeah. books, I have to ask them? He may have done. He he, you know, he started reading on the Kindle. He sadly died earlier this summer at ninety-three, and he got a Kindle. And of course, the print started getting bigger and bigger because his yeah. eyes were getting worse and worse. But he never stopped reading. So yeah, that's so nice. Do you think she will ever win the Nobel Prize? I I don't know because I mean I, I she should ab- oh. absolutely. She's contributed so much. Uh, but I think the thing with Joyce is, is that she writes in so many different fields and, and she's produced such a huge body of work that, you know, people could, you know, look at it and think, well, you know, it's, it's not focused enough. It's not concentrated enough. Um, she's written genre fiction. She's written poetry, short stories, uh, science fiction, you know, um, dystopian mysteries and, and, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And, and I think that somehow confuses committees like the Nobel Committee, and they, 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 they could just, I don't yeah. You need to stay in line and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. a smaller body of work yeah. with more focus. Yeah. I don't know, but she should. So what are you going to do after the Crime Time Festival? Well, I have a baby that's four and a half months oh, old, so yeah. I have pretty much to do handling her at the moment and the other three kids, but also have a, as I mentioned, I have a deadline yeah. for December 1st, so I just need to free up time to write, 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 write. So and, wh- and when would that book be coming out? April next year. Oh, great. So I'm really looking forward to finishing that. So how about you? When is your next book due? 
Well, they like to do one a year. I, I got a sort of easy ride last year because I got my publishers to do a book that had originally come out in 1995, but only in Canada. So it hadn't been published in the UK or, or the US. And so that came out last year, which gave me a, an extra <laughs> few months to, to, to get when the music's done. Uh, so the next one's probably be coming out next July or August. Mm. Yeah? And it's pretty much on track. I, I hope to get it done late November, early and December. And what's your deadline? Well, my deadline's October. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a month or two either way. Could you tell us a little bit about it? It's a new Ellen Banks, isn't it? It's a new Ellen Banks, yeah. It's called Sleeping in the Ground. And, and I've done probably about two-thirds of it. Uh, and I'm, I'm a little bit stuck at the moment. You know, I've got to find a way from one difficult position to the end run, um, which I hadn't thought about when I first started. <laughs> It'll come, though. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. worried about it. But yeah, there are a number of twists and turns, and I'm kind of stuck on a twist. So I need to get some information in, and I need to figure out a way to do it convincingly. So what are you going to do after crime time? Are you staying in Sweden for a holiday, or going back to Europe, or Canada, or...? Well, I'm going to Stockholm for a couple of days. I enjoyed it last time we were there, so so we'll do a bit of sightseeing. Then go back to Yorkshire. I've got a few more events to come, you know, I mean, the the book tour is finished really but there are a number of events Scotland bloody Scotland in mm. Stirling I have to record a thing called Private Passions for the BBC which is like a Desert Island Discs you know your life through a number of pieces of music oh, okay. which is really exciting I'm looking forward to doing mm. that but mostly I'll be working on the book mm. and, and enjoying the lovely Yorkshire weather I hope <laughs> You've been listening to Speaking of Stories my name is Camilla Luckberg and my name is Peter Robinson thank you for tuning in That was all from this episode of Speaking of Stories listen to all of our episodes on iTunes or via Acast 